0: Welcome to The Awesome Pod Mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, when a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today, I'll be talking about the eighth episode of the TV show Shrinking, the show is created by Bill Lawrence, Jason Siegel, and Brett Goldstein. This episode's title is Boop written by Wally Burrum and directed by Zach Braff. The episode begins with the opening music of the song "Rain of My Dreams by Roberta Lytton. Paul tries to call up his daughter Meg for the umpteenth number of time. His grandson Mason answers. Paul speaks to him about baseball and tells him he wants to talk to his mom. Meg's husband Dave informs Paul that Meg is not interested in speaking to him. Paul wants Dave to do him a favor and relay the message to Meg that it's childish. Well, she is your child, Paul. What did you expect? Dave hangs up the phone and Paul reacts irritated. During the therapy session, Grace informs Jim that after a week, Donnie is back to criticizing everything about her. Jim's opinion of Donnie is he's a fucking tool and has the energy of an 80s movie villain. I couldn't agree more. Jim suggests Grace to break the pattern. Boop him, which is also the episode's title. Jim says, Nobody changes bad behavior without consequences. You fuck up, you gotta face the music. It's also foreshadowing what's to come toward the end of the episode. Jim is scheduled to face the music later. What did he do, you ask? He slept with Auntie Gabby. Jim and Gabby want to have an honest conversation with Alice so they can move past this incident. The sex was consensual, they are adults, it was a huge mistake and it meant nothing. Jim goes further ahead and makes things awkward sharing some graphic details. I don't blame Alice for her reaction. The title sequence begins. Paul and Alice are seated on a park bench. Paul has never had fun dip. We learn that since Alice is a kid and is poor, she pays Paul in candy because Paul loves candy. Alice is upset because everyone in her life is doing what they want except for her. Alice regrets not hooking up with the USC guy who owns a Vespa. Now Alice complains about her dad. Paul advises Alice to cut Jim some slack as he's dealing with a lot. Paul goes on to say that kids these days think only they are the ones with problems. Alice reacts pissed. She was told these sessions were to vent about whatever was bothering her. Paul apologizes to Alice but she doesn't accept his apology. Alice leaves. Paul tells himself, You have a way with women, don't you, Paul? During the trek, Jim apologizes to Charlie for ruining their engagement party. Brian doesn't want Jim to officiate his wedding, but Jim is kicked about it. So Brian is unable to say what he wants. At Liz's house, Gabby wants Liz to accompany her to Nico's art show. Sean walks in to return Liz's platter from last episode's barbecue. Gabby invites Sean to Nico's art show as well. Sean accepts the invitation to balance out the white person. At Jim's house, Jim is cleaning the piano and Brian walks in with a note in his hand. Brian thought he could get away by leaving a note because he didn't see Jim's car outside. Jim is surprised and concerned about his missing car. Brian thinks Alice might have taken Jim's car. Jim reveals Alice doesn't have a license. Oh, Jim, you think that's gonna stop Alice from taking your car? Jim calls out to Alice but she ain't home. Of course, Alice took Jim's car. Gabby enters Nico's art show, with Sean and Liz joins in a moment later. Nico's art show is titled Nico's Fields. The song Rat Race by Anai, Blake Davis, blackface villain and the love of people plays. Gabby informs that Nico's old friends don't like her very much. Liz feels they are stupid for not liking Gabby. Liz uses her laser beam to point and confirm which one they need to hate. Sean joins in the fun and thinks they must be talking smack about Gabby at this very moment. Gabby thinks they must be saying, Look at her with her fine ass, six feet tall, got a PhD, looking very moisturized and having cool sex all the time. Sean checks, So in your head you think she's calling you moisturized. Gabby retorts, I didn't say she was blind, Sean. I said she was a bitch, get with it, man. Gabby comes clean that Nico didn't invite her. She came to check upon him because he usually relapsed around his outshows. shows. I would say that's very noble of Gabby. Liz concludes, Oh, so you are codependent. Got it. Sean excuses himself. Gabby requests Liz. Listen Liz, I feel really vulnerable right now. And there's plenty other time for you to call me on my bullshit. But for now, I just need some unconditional support and for you to throw me a superficial compliment or two if it looks like I'm spinning out. I totally get that. We should be able to say that to our friends from time to time. The code word should be moisturized. Jim makes a call to Paul and Paul senses that Jim has done some dumb shit. Jim inquires if Paul has any clue where Alice might be because she is missing and so is his car. Jim drives Brian's car. Paul joins them in the passenger seat in search of Alice. Paul thinks Alice missing may be his fault. Paul committed a cardinal sin as a therapist. He took out his daughter's anger on Alice. Paul wonders what's Brian doing in the car. Brian informs that it's his car and sitting in the back seat is a self-esteem thing. Jim wants Brian to share why he came to see him. Brian doesn't want Jim to officiate his wedding. Jim fell apart during Brian's engagement, he won't be able to survive the entire wedding. Brian says it's not a big deal. Ryan looks over to Paul for support but Paul adds fuel to the fire saying, I thought you two were best friends. Word of advice, it's a good thing to tell someone something controversial when they are driving because in all probability, they won't leave the steering wheel to kill you. Though my friend did extend their hand to catch my throat. So to conclude, don't sit in the passenger seat to confess. Gabby is looking at a painting when she meets Aaliyah. Aaliyah assumes Gabby hates the painting. The song Head Over Hills by The Flower plays. Gabby clarifies that it's just self-hatred because she's not putting her needs first. Aaliyah reveals she likes to save every wounded man she meets. I had a hunch that her wounded man would be Nico. Ladies, don't be a part of a construction crew where you need to fix guys. When Liz returns to Gabby and checks where she was, Gabby informs she made a new friend. Liz asks, does she wanna fuck you? Liz, I think she's gonna fuck over Gabby, not fuck her. Jim, Paul and Brian walk into the garden. A peacock blocks their way. The peacock spreads its feathers and Jim wonders what it means. Paul says, they either wanna attack us or fuck us. Jim replies, not sure which I prefer. You shouldn't prefer either, Jim. You shouldn't prefer either. Jim suggests they need a distraction. Brian volunteers to be the bait if Jim would forgive him. Paul scares the peacock away because he was bored of Jim and Brian's conversation. Liz checks with Sean how the job search is going. Sean replies, it's terrible like these tiny ass crab cakes. Sean wants to be a caterer but there are already a million in Pasadena. Liz could introduce Sean to her snobby white friends and would like to invest in his catering business. Liz's friends would love to have a young black veteran caterer. I think Sean should start his catering service. His first clients could be Brian and Charlie and the event could be their wedding. Sean jokes about naming the catering service White Guilt Catering. Gabby is looking at another painting and she calls Liz and Sean over. When I looked at the painting, I knew it was Gabby's naked painting. Back at the garden, Summer lies about not knowing where Alice is. I thought Jim would threaten Summer into revealing the whereabouts of Alice. But he makes a vulnerable speech and it works. I wish Jim had said, Why don't you do me a solid and tell me, Where the fuck is Alice? Sorry, I've been meaning to make that joke since the first episode. Summer reveals that Alice went to the USC guy. Paul remembers that Alice told him about a college kid with a Vespa. Even Brian disapproves of a Vespa guy. Summer shares the USC guy's address. At the art show, Gabby tells Liz and Sean that the painting is her. Sean is like the head is a triangle. The painting is titled Muse on Couch. Gabby is a therapist. What do therapists sit on? Couches. Gabby is a muse. She's musing here. She's musing there. She's musing all over the fucking place. I thought she would say she was Nico's muse but this is way better than I thought. Nico comes to meet Gabby. The song Satellite featuring Emily Brimlow by Kid Gloves plays. Nico confesses he wanted to invite Gabby but wasn't sure if she would come. Gabby comes clean that she wanted to come but she wasn't invited. Nico wanted Gabby to see that he was doing better. At the USC, Brian thinks that these kids look so young. Paul says, at our age, everyone looks young. Brian is offended. He says, our age? We are not peers. Jim wants to scare the shit out of this kid and wants them to look badasses. Paul tells Jim that he's the weak link. Paul angrily bangs at the door. Jim inquires if the guy is Chet, if yes, then where the hell is Alice? Chet says, I think your grandpa and dads are here. This has to be an improv line. Unless you see this visual, how can you come up with this line? It's such a great line. The song Dot by a Beacon School plays. Brian threatens Chet revealing he's an attorney and Alice is underage. Jim takes Alice away. Paul waits a few extra minutes to scare Chet. Gabby isn't thrilled that Nico is doing great. The song I Like You by Paul Cosby and Denisha plays. Gabby says, I mean, I put in the work, Sean, for eight years. We split up, and then he chooses to be the best version of himself? I understand where Gabby is coming from. If you choose to become better, I'll be happy for your evolution. But I'll be pissed AF if I wasn't treated well because you couldn't be the best version of yourself. Sean is on board, Nico is a dick. Gabby feels she can't be a petty bitch for the rest of her life. But it's okay to be a petty bitch for the moment. You do you, girl. I'm not gonna judge. Nico makes a speech and thanks people who helped him reach her. He even winks in the direction of Gabby. Gabby mistakes Nico's gratitude for herself. The funny thing is, if you noticed in the white shot, Aliyah is standing right next to Gabby but a little behind. At Jim's home an upset Alice, storms upstairs to her bedroom. Paul reveals his dad was really tough on him. Paul would have never gotten away pulling something like this. Brian checks what punishment Jim has thought of. Paul is certain that Jim is gonna let Alice off the hook. Jim boops Brian. He says he needs some time because his feelings are hurt. Brian blames Paul for this. Paul compels Jim to do the same with Alice because he still has a shot to be her dad. Jim needs to stop being a coward and put the hammer down. Yeah, all the dads out there, stop being cowards. Paul needs a ride home. Gabby wants to say goodbye to Nico. Liz and Sean are there to support her. Nico gives all the credit for his personal improvement and muse painting to Aliyah. Gabby is shocked. When Aliyah claims the painting as her, Sean checks if Gabby wants to leave. Gabby's lid goes off. It's quite understandable. Gabby claims that the painting is her. She reveals the freckle below the collarbone. She requests Liz to point out the freckle in the painting with her laser beam. Liz complies and then drags Gabby away. Gabby kink-shames Nico in the art show. This was also one of the advice Gabby had given to Alice. The kinky act, not the shaming bit. Jim returns home after dropping off Paul. Alice has cooled down by now so she apologizes for disappearing on Jim. Jim grounds Alice for two months. Alice has plans to go to Japanese breakfast next week. Jim suggests she's gonna have to eat it at home. Alice reveals Japanese breakfast is a band. Alice claims that she hates Jim, but Jim loves Alice. Snap by Rosa Lynn plays. The end credits begin. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome Thanks for listening.